The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Early on the first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb and saw that the stone had been removed from the tomb. So she ran and went to Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one whom Jesus loved, and said to them, They have taken the Lord out of the tomb, and we do not know where they have laid him. Then Peter and the other disciple set out and went toward the tomb. The two were running together, but the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. He bent down to look in and saw the linen wrappings lying there, but he did not go in. Then Simon Peter came following him and went into the tomb. He saw the linen wrappings lying there and the cloth that had been on Jesus' head, not lying with the linen wrappings, but rolled up in a place by itself. The other disciple who reached the tomb first also went in, and he saw and he believed. For as yet they did not understand the scripture that he must rise from the dead. Then the disciples returned to their homes. But Mary Magdalene stood weeping outside the tomb. As she wept, she bent over to look into the tomb, and she saw two angels in white sitting where the body of Jesus had been lying, one at the head and the other at the feet. They said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? She said to them, They have taken away my Lord, and I do not know where they have laid him. When she had said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there, but she did not know that it was Jesus. Jesus said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? Whom are you looking for? Supposing him to be the gardener, she said to him, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have laid him, and I will take him away. Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned and said to him in Hebrew, Rabuni, which means teacher. Jesus said to her, Do not hold on to me, because I have not yet ascended to the Father. But go to my brothers and say to them, I am ascending to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene went and announced to the disciples, I have seen the Lord. And she told them that he had said these things to her. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to Lord Jesus. Happy Easter, everyone. I won't ask for a show of hands of how many had uh, chocolate for breakfast today. 
It's not normally something we would do, but today is indeed a special day. It's a day of good news. Now, sometimes I hear that uh, one of the difficult parts for Christians in sharing the good news with others is a feeling somewhat inadequate for the task. We know it's a big job to share the good news with other people, but we can sometimes feel as though maybe we don't have enough training or education or we're not holy enough to be among those sharing the good news in the world. And I think this appears when Christians believe that we need to explain or somehow defend the faith. After all, what we believe is filled with a great many strange things. We have, uh, we have a faith where we believe that God made everything out of nothing. It had never been done, done before. A very strange thing. And then lots of miracles throughout the Old Testament. We might think of uh, when God led his chosen people out of the place of slavery, out of Egypt, by parting the Red Sea so they could pass through on dry ground. A very strange thing. Then we get to Jesus, and there's even more strange things. We have uh, the uh, many miracles. Perhaps we might think of the changing of water into wine or healing of someone who is born blind uh, or someone who is paralyzed. Very strange things. And then over this last week, we've been reflecting on the strangest things of all, uh, like the, his resurrection from the dead and how he took up the cross. We've been reflecting on the cross for the last week. We reflected on Palm Sunday, on how Jesus, when he willingly accepted the cross, how he has transformed our crosses from obstacles to be overcome into invitations to trust in God. Now, for those crosses that we willingly accept, those crosses that we, uh, yeah, the crosses we willingly take on, that's easy to trust in God. But for those crosses that become, are unexpected in our lives, that can be more difficult. So on Good Friday, we reflected on how the cross is God's answer to pretty much everything. Because it's on the cross where forgiveness is offered to the world. For those who are seeking out God's love, the cross is the answer. For those who wonder about the trustworthiness of God, uh, from the cross, we see the answer there. God is willing to go to the very end for us. And when we are faced with the darkness of evil, once again, the cross becomes the answer. We discover that there is no place where our Lord is unwilling to go to meet his people. The cross is indeed strange. Most leaders work to avoid having to go through such challenges like Jesus carrying his cross. I, feel, I fear we'll soon see a, a former president from a country down south do all he can to avoid embarrassment, humiliation, and possible conviction. We expect him to do that. It's what many of us do when we face scrutiny. Jesus is strange, however. He willingly accepted the cross and all that went with it, the humiliation and the embarrassment and the death, of course. But the strangeness didn't end there. Today, we celebrate the strangest thing of all, the resurrection. A man, Jesus, rose from the dead. This is a strange thing. And when Christians feel the need 
To explain this strange thing, it's no surprise when feelings of inadequacy rise up within us. Because if we could explain our faith perfectly, I believe we would have converted all the people of the world by now. But our faith contains things that just simply cannot be explained. And this is nothing new. When Jesus proclaimed throughout his life, what Jesus proclaimed throughout his life here was strange. And not everyone who heard him or saw his miracles could accept the strangeness of his message. The resurrection, too, is strange. There's no explaining it. There's no way for it to make sense, and yet it is very real. Our faith isn't based on explanation, but on witness. The first disciples became witnesses. We have here in front of our church this tomb that's been, that's been made here, the empty tomb. That's kind of an, the real tomb probably didn't look as nice as this, but that's kind of what they saw. That's what they described. It's what they witnessed. They may not have been able to explain what had happened, but they could tell and share what they saw. An empty tomb, a body missing, and Jesus appearing among his followers. Since then, an army of saints have become witnesses to our faith. Even though there may have been parts of our faith they may not have understood totally, they believed it, they knew it was real, and they professed that faith with their words and with their very lives. Not everyone believed the first disciples or the saints who followed them. Their message is strange, but it is still true. Today, we are the witnesses, and we carry that same strange message of a man who rose from the dead. And our message is accompanied by a great many signs, too, the history of our church is filled as a history filled with the establishment of hospitals to cure the sick, of food banks to feed those who are hungry, even universities to help educate God's people so we have a better understanding of the great creation God has given to his people. Not everyone will believe the message we carry. They might seek a, a clear, logical explanation for something that's simply unexplainable. And so for us, instead of trying to explain things, our faith, we accept that we have a faith that is in many ways strange. We don't have to explain it. We simply need to be the witnesses of today. We come here today to this church to renew our faith, to profess that our God became a man, that he willingly allowed himself to be put to death and rose only three days later. It is strange, but has been accompanied by signs that started from the very beginning of time itself. This is what the first disciples proclaimed, and we continue proclaiming that same message each day. God of all, we praise you for your many good works, for the creation you have made, and the ways you have redeemed us, especially through the sacrifice and resurrection of your Son. Send to us your Holy Spirit to clear our, open our minds and our ears so that even if we don't understand our faith completely, we still hold on to it based on the witness of saints and disciples past. 
May we pass our faith on to others, knowing that we hold a, a message of joy, of eternal joy, in your kingdom forever. This we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.